Uh, well, I work with um, Felix Barrett uh, as part of Punch Uncle Felix, and I have uh, co-directed a series of um, pieces of theatre, site-specific theatre, together. And Felix was directing Every Good Boy Deserves a Favour with Tom Morris, and they invited me to create the choreography for the work. I knew that it was to be a very short and very contained section, but they were really clear that they wanted something that was really violent and really aggressive. I sat with that idea myself for quite a while to try and find a way to realise that in an interesting way, choreographically, so it, it didn't just look like we were kind of creating a fight, an abstracted fight on stage. <laughs> violence on stage can sometimes just look really crass so I wanted to create something that had this violence and this aggression but was also a little bit more metaphorical than that a little bit more ambiguous the dance piece is like four minutes in total so you have to be really clear I think to make it legible for an audience what's happening within that time and by casting roles really specifically it feels like you can tell that you can tell those stories there are specific gender roles that you might read as an audience in the choreography but the intention was not for the power play to be to be gender specific it evolved more out of the choreographic process and who was creating what material emily for example is the only performer that is playing the violin and She's quite small and she's quite light, so it felt pos there's possibilities to manipulate her with that. Um, Jane, who is, has the hood, has a really strong physicality. She's the only performer really within that company who could pull off that kind of, kind of language. There is also a male victim, but we don't really look at him within the context of this film. I work really collaboratively with the performers, and they're really choreographers in their own right i would give the dancers of performers um tasks particular tasks or particular jobs or an image or some text to respond to so they have ownership over the movement language as it's created and then i edit and craft that with them sometimes i work really specifically on a movement detail and other times i look more at the overall shape and and form Better? Yeah. And go. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work so well. <laughs> I think we, we missed the time. We need to be really precise. When they said yes, she wasn't prepared, so it's just. <laughs> it's really, like, it's really, this, with this kind of partner work, it's really subtle. So if you just move a few degrees this in the direction, or you give it a bit more energy, it changes it completely. It changes it completely. <coughs> yeah. And listen as well, isn't it? Yeah. And also this thing of, um, of miming something, because you're pulling me here, but it looks like I'm being pulled here. Um, and sometimes if it gets too excited, and I, we both get a bit excited, then it gets pulled there, and then it's actually not my... It, it's, it's not pleasant really, Yeah, you have to be really... We have to discuss yeah. all the time. Because you want to create a sense of danger, and it feel like it's real danger to the audience, but obviously it has to be safe for the dancers, so... Yeah, that's why it's a little bit precarious sometimes. Yeah. 
Should we try one? Yeah. yeah. So this is real pull. This is a re really where he's pulling, and this is just yeah. to create the image, to create yeah. the picture. And then I push. Through and my James arms. pushing as well. Yes. Yeah. And go. People have watched it and have said, you know, my God, you're being pulled around by your head. Actually, there is at no point that Vinnie is pulling me about by my head. Actually, I, I think I'm in control of, of everything that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, the most important yeah, thing. The technique of partner work is very is really subtle, and if a dancer um, gives more energy than necessary, then it can it can change the material or it can cause a an accident. Similarly, if they don't give enough energy, then the movement won't be realised. So the dancers really have to negotiate between themselves. <laughs> it is quite heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But if you go directly for the floor, yeah. it's really heavy. Sometimes she yeah. can, her, her impulse can push yeah. my body and then I can lose the, the, yeah. the balance. I basically how the, the movement works is, um, I, I don't know what you feel, but in my head it's feeling like a circle. So it has to come up to go down. So when Vinnie takes me, she would do the first move. Yeah. Uh, we're not thinking about going down, we're thinking about the circle out and then the, the landing then is soft, whereas if we just think about splatting yeah. me down to the floor. Because <laughs> it looks like, uh, the first uh, reaction is just, okay, I'm going to get the floor is the way to be safe, but actually if you put suspension in the movement, that gives you the time for us to prepare the body to see where the floor is mm. and then yeah. land in a really nice way, in a controlled way. And the first thing Vinnie waits for is my plie, yeah? Yeah. And then we go. But it's very much a process of dialogue and of conversation. Uh, and it's really important in my work that there's a, within the rehearsal space, there's a real openness to that so that everyone feels like they can put their ideas forward. And I think ultimately then you create, you can create some really interesting, interesting work. The chairs are such a fundamental part of the design and part of the sets that it felt like I had to use them within the choreography. And they serve lots of different purposes. On a really simple functional level, I wanted to use the chairs as a way to get the performers up, to make them higher in the space so that they would stand out against the orchestra. And I was also thinking about using the, again using the chair as a kind of weapon, but as as a way that the the, the aggressors could assert their power over the victims. <laughs> so the chair became this thing that you could use to manipulate the body, like to lift the body in space or to throw it in space. It also became a kind of place of refuge for the people in the orchestra when they're playing their instruments. 
And I think also the, the chair, just a victim and a chair and two aggressors has massive sort of cultural resonance. We were familiar, unfortunately, we're familiar with that kind of image, that kind of interrogation situation. The duet section that uses the, the hood came from the starting point of this description of Sasha, a particular movement, orderly, and the idea of the task of how can we use the jacket as a weapon. That was the question that I asked the dancers. So all of the group worked in, in small duets on that task and that idea, and each kind of group made select images. Um, and then we use those those images to as a starting point to then generate more movement language. Five, six, seven, eight. The choreography for that section is quite dangerous, or at least I want it, it, I wanted it to appear dangerous and to appear shocking and to appear brutal. So there's very fine there's a very fine sort of technique that is needed to realise those realise those ideas. So we spent quite a lot of time working with the jacket to work out, okay, so if I tie the jacket in this way, it looks like I'm hold I'm strangling you, but actually I'm not, and it gives me a possibility to flip you or to sort of turn you. created this idea with the hood and the jackets but we found that it, it had kind of limitations that we couldn't work with. For now, for that one to work better, you need to have a longer reaction. Your reaction needs to last longer. My reaction needs to last a little bit longer because it's taking longer to, because it takes longer for him to tie it. So we needed the costume department to create a sort of secondary hood within the jacket that would create this illusion of you know, taking someone's, um, almost taking their personality away, defect defacing them, making them feel much more vulnerable. The new jackets allowed us to really fulfil all the choreographic ideas, whereas the original jacket in rehearsal was really difficult to work with and didn't pose more problems, really.
my story behind the violin was really simply the idea of standing firm and carrying, holding on to something and, and continuing to, it's a metaphor really, continuing to play music despite the way that the world was, was falling around. And there's lots of talk in the language about being rigid. Actually the bodies in, in the choreography are, are quite often, they're quite rigid, they don't, they have to be manipulated, they, they're not, they don't cooperate. With, with the aggressors in that way. So the violin felt like it, it, it A, added a really interesting limitation. It, it becomes part of the body, so it creates a, a, a strange and curious kind of picture, but it's also something really poignant about someone playing, trying to carry on playing their music, even though someone else is trying to stop them. Well, the constraint that we sort of gave ourselves, I suppose, was that I've got this, so I ha hang on to my instrument, um, and that's sort of where the starting point was. And I suppose, I suppose that, creates a difficulty in that I, I can't really, I can't, obviously yeah. I can't use my hands, so mm. they have to there's take all my, they have to control my weight. And there's a, there's a couple of tricky moments that we slightly struggle with this, where there's fast changes of direction. So there's a big spin round from Emily, then she goes right into Connor, then she has to come right back in the opposite direction, and then up. And it's about getting all of those changes of directions. And working as a three, I guess. Yeah, listening to each other and finding the places yeah. to hold and to push and to pull. Mm. And we have to put the chair in exactly the same place as well because it's because um, we have to sort of time our and space our our move to the chair. The so thing about using the chair is that it's not like a if you're dancing with a person, yeah. you can kind of like get a sense of what's going on with them. But when there's a chair, at like the moment that Finn and I lift up the chair, it's really hard to know when Finn's going to go and when I'm going to go. And if you go at the wrong time, then you can like yeah. put all your muscle if you, into it. If you're it, in contact with each other, then you then can you kind of, of know together. Then you what's going on, yeah. This little bit of wood's not really giving you anything. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I fall to my knees, I think, four or five times in this piece. And, um, and when, I do it, when I do it, I'm sort of half-consciously, I can really hurt myself. But if I, do it, if I do it consciously, I'm not in any danger at all. So that's another thing. It's like getting the right level of, of focus where you're kind of aware of what you're doing, but you're still so like, in the moment. Aware of the movement within the movement in yeah. the moment, yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs>